June 20, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro Show. <laughs> Thank you.
Hot for Beaver Show. Happy month. No. Happy Saturday. I should say what we start off the show. Uh, what would, would, would we play first? We played John Coltrane doing uh, Naima, the alternative version from the heavyweight champ. And then uh, Easy Love with No One Like You. I've been doing three shows a week. That's why I got mixed up. Also, the Quentin Quarantino mode. Yeah, it's kind of brother mad at the love ground three miles south of me. So, <laughs> but not totally man alone because you're bored through the wonders of the Skype uh, software <laughs> from those Estonian incredible <laughs> software engineers. So, uh, Justine, uh, which you, you make music as uh, easy love. Uh huh. Um, your earliest musical recollection, please. I think it was playing piano as a child. I took piano lessons when I was about five years old. So um, just learning classical music. Yeah. And then uh, my, my parents would play records, you know, they played be the Beatles and the Kinks and just like a lot of, a lot of different um, types of music. My dad was a, is a bass player. So he was always playing stand up bass and um i don't know actually if i'm thinking of my actual memories or if i'm thinking of my memories of looking at photos and looking at videos of myself as a child you know sometimes you can't tell so <laughs> let me explain there's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers <laughs> yeah okay so you know what i mean this is just yeah yeah we're yeah, just talking think, about your uh your I think journey. just, uh, now, yeah. Now, now, where was this? In Riverside. Okay, Inland Empire. Yeah. yeah. And um, so your pop's a, a bass man, so there's instruments in the pad. Obviously, there was a piano. Uh-huh, yeah. Now, we've had other people on the show talk about their piano lesson experience. Sometimes it's a whole, a fucking nightmare that almost makes them hate mm -hmm. music. Yeah, it How wasn't was like it? that for me, yeah. I found, I've noticed that it's it seems to be about the teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, I had a great experience with it. I learned how to play by ear, and uh, so I kind of didn't want to learn to read music anymore because I already knew how to kind of listen and play. So I got I kind of lost interest at that point. And I mean, you um, like the teacher until it started getting. Uh, now it's time to learn how to read. Yeah, yeah, I started getting more uh, school-like, uh, more studying that I had to, to be doing. And that's when I decided to, that I, you know, was done with it and not interested anymore, so. It's funny how they call it playing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm really playing. Uh, okay, you said school. What about in school? Were you in the choir or the marching band? No, I actually, that? you know, I wasn't really involved with music um, until later on, um, probably about high school. Um, I wasn't in band or anything. I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't a part of that, but I just happened to. Well, one um, of the reasons I asked that, Justine, is because mm -hmm. they've cut arts and music out of a lot of schools. So even oh, though yeah. you weren't involved, I was wondering if they still had the program. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, okay. there was band, the band kids. Can, and Can um, I ask you, uh, what was the first record you bought yourself? I think, I think it was maybe like Lincoln Park or something in middle school. Um, 
or maybe it was Spice Girls. Okay. And what about the first gig you went and saw? The first gig. I think the first gig that I went and saw intentionally was the White Stripes at the Greek um, when I was in high school. Now, uh, you got some music. Besides your pop, there's other music people in your family, right? Yeah, my sister. Uh, She, yeah, she's an amazing musician and um, probably a huge part, played a huge part in me starting um, to play in bands because she... She started a band when we were very young, and I hopped on with her, and that's kind of how I got started. Now, I you, didn't, you didn't play piano, though, right? No, I, I played drums. Now, how'd you get on drums? I'm curious about that. Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that I wasn't passionate about it, but my sister and her friend wanted to start a band, and they needed a drummer, and... So we were always hanging out around that time in my life. And um, so I was like, okay, I'll learn drums. Um, I'm curious. Was there a drum set at the pad? Uh, you know, no. My dad just bought me. He he was nice enough to buy me a, a little kit um, to practice on so we could start our band. And I just kind of learned the basics and um, taught myself from there. Ah, so no and, teacher, no lessons. Yeah, no. And no also lessons. no stage, because uh, a lot. You know, I had I've had a lot of drummers on the show. In fact, last episode, usually they have a stage of pots and pants and shit. Oh yeah, that's awesome. E- yeah. Even Elvin like Jones, that. if you watch yeah. that different uh, drummer documentary on YouTube.com, he mm-hmm. talks about beating on the fucking pots and pants until oh his sister helps him out with uh, money with mm-hmm. uh, he, with his paper route, and they go and buy a kit. Mm-hmm. No, I have. Yeah, my family's really supportive, and so um, he he went out and got me one, and it was it was pretty. Uh, it wasn't the best, you know. It was it was kind of shitty, but it uh, you know it did the job, and I was able to learn. And I, I'm curious. I'm curious because he's a bass man, and, mm-hmm. and what your sister was what singing and playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. So you guys also needed a bass player. Why didn't he put you on bass? Oh, well, it was it was my sister and our friend Mia. And so it was us three girls. Oh, Mia was so on we were, bass. Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, okay. um, and it's funny because when I told my parents that you were interviewing me, they were like, oh, we saw we saw him play in Corona. And, um, and it's because um, our friend Mia, her dad was also in a band, um, The Hitchhikers, I believe. And they open for you at the show. And so it's kind of a funny connection. Um, Her dad was like really into rock and roll. So um, that's kind of what gave her that background. And what he played, Justine? um, He played bass. Ah, another bass player. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played bass. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then Mia was, was our bass player. She's, she's amazing. And what was this band called? Uh, the Hitchhikers. No, no, no. You, me, and your sister. Oh, yeah. We were called the Scandells. The Standells? The the Scandells. Oh, yeah. Scandells. With a C. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Scandells. And, and, and uh, did you guys play gigs? Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we did a lot of gigs. T- no, but tell me about the first one. We played at our local coffee shop in Riverside called Coffee Depot. And... 
it we played five songs and our our family and friends were there and um was it scary uh, you know i honestly don't remember i think <laughs> i i definitely had to have been scared because i have stage fright so okay. um but i was you know i'm back on the drum so it's i don't have the you know the full attention isn't on me. I'm kind of, I get to hide in the back. You know, I got to do that for a while. So that's kind of how I got used to being on stage. Also build up your rhythm, man. I think if you can play drums, mm -hmm. you can play all the other instruments. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, that's definitely, I've definitely noticed that with guitar. I'm not an amazing guitar player, but just having the rhythm, yeah. I'm, there, there's so much you can do with just the rhythm and it doesn't really matter what notes you're hitting. Just, you know, it's the most important thing. So I, I feel lucky that I that I fell into that because that wasn't my intention. I wasn't, um, you know, planning to become a musician, planning to to join bands and to tour. It wasn't ever my intention um, or my vision or my dream. But it turned out to you know really work out, and I got to experience a lot. And um, I'm like really grateful that it you know sort of was by chance. Okay, I want to play. Uh... Treat me mean.
You can protest all you want, get you out of the house. You might make new friends, stop being a dormouse. Be sure to wear a mask, make a cutting edge sign. But wear your running shoes, they might keep you from dying. But will you protest for years and years? Protest for decades, centuries. Will you protest for years? You've nothing else to do. Your jobs are mostly gone. There's no more school. Helicopters overhead all day and night. It's the new soundtrack, Apocalypse Light. You can protest all you want till the cows come home. But what really changes in the extra long term? Police will shoot people, that's what they're trained to do. But a sheriff just got slaughtered in sleepy Santa Cruz. Hundred million guns in America take heed. More guns than people in the land of the free. And we need to all go green with our energy. As Greta Thunberg said, it's our only destiny. People go hungry every single day. Yet millions of tons of food still gets thrown away. It's blamed on supply chains that had a big disrupt when tourism, hotels, restaurants went belly up. When no one's got a job, will rent forgiveness come? Will there be UBI at works in Finland? We wonder what's our future really going to be. Some tech jobs, restaurant work, but lots of delivery. Bring back the WPA, there's plenty to do. Get paid for making art, make the world beautiful. Universal health care, forgive all student loans. They do this in Europe, why not here at home? like no more chokeholds. We need wealth tax, nothing left to lose. We need more education for equality. We need black executives and women CEOs. But will you protest till the end of time? Protest till everything is both yours and mine. Everything equality.
Well, for Pedro's show, yeah, treat me mean. Usually that's... I remember Minuteman, somebody gave me words for a tune in, with no title, so I, I, I titled it, Please Don't Be Gentle With Me. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, maybe... Because usually that's not a, a usual request, you know, unless you're in yeah. SM or something. <laughs> yeah, this was kind of like um, when you are interested in someone only because they are not interested in you. That sort of situation, when they start to become too nice, when they start to treat you really well and start to become too invested in you, and you're like, no, you need to, um, to like, make me work a little bit for, for this. You know, we need to, like, have this little game just for, for a little while and then just, like, feel you out and, you know, that sort of thing. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, then we had V Vale with the protest song Revised. Damon Smith from his solo album I Sunbone. Barry Burke on Tel Aviv with Kebby Behold the Dooms. Bill Trump out of Leeds, England. I think this is the 36th song I've played by these guys in the last year. Face of Thunder. I love them. They're a good band. Also, the band before them, uh, Solanke. That was an incredible band. Same drummer, man, I think. Uh, uh, Kay Salida after that with the ghost. Kay's from uh, Black Flag. And now she's on her own, doing her own bass stuff. Uh, New New Orphan Asylum for Spirited Deer Children from the new Deerhoof album. Dietrich and Barnes, that's John Dietrich from Deerhoof with Tim Barnes, great cat, special questions. Got to uh, do an album with both those guys called the Hand of Man Band. Maya who just turned 25, lather me up with inner turmoil. (laughs) It's another strange request. And finally, Never Alone from Easy Love. And people, if you're wondering about the Easy Love sequence on today's Watt from Pedro show, (laughs) Justine provided the sequence. So back to your story. So you're helping your sister out. You said something happened. You didn't really get involved with your own music till high school? Um... Actually, just recently, I mean, six years ago, maybe, I started writing my own songs. So it was pretty recent. Uh, I toured in a lot of other bands before actually uh, writing on my own. So playing drums with your sister, you got the skills up on the drums enough Mm -hmm. to go play drums for other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I played drums with my sister. We started another band after the Scandals called Summer Twins. And that was the longest project that I was involved in. And it was uh, Chelsea's music, uh, my sister Chelsea. And we, yeah, we were a band for 10 years. And after that, I started playing bass. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I I had, I had a lot of good I'm kind of curious about bass. What, what, yeah. what was your first bass? Um, I think it was my dad's jazz bass. It was this huge um, wooden jazz bass but I, I think it was fender, a fender oh, it was jazz a wooden bass. one it was a wooden one yeah it, it was really heavy i just remember it was really heavy yeah and but your pop was my, all, he was also a stand-up player right yeah yeah uh-huh okay that's even bigger <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah yeah 41 inch scale usually u.s guys play three quarter but uh, yeah, the fender, yeah. the fender's thirty-four inch. But for a woman, yeah, kind of huge. Even for yeah, me. and a small, a small like teenager, I was you know kind of like my back would hurt. And, but um, did you ever think of short scale? 
Yeah, uh, no. I mean, I didn't know what that was okay. at the time, probably. They're kind of smaller. They're <laughs> but kind of smaller. Um, I have one now. Because, you uh, know, I use a short scale for gigs because of sore mm -hmm. hands. Sore hands. Mm -hmm. But I record with big ones because you sit down so you don't have to reach far. So, uh, do, in, what was it called? Sunside Twins? Uh, Summer Twins. Summer Twins? Did you mm -hmm. play bass or still drums in that band? I was playing drums in Summer Twins. okay. okay. So you move mm -hmm. over to bass for what? Other people? Other than your mm -hmm. sister? Okay. Yeah, I I joined a group called Michael Ray and the Wobegons. It was sort of rockabilly um, and turned into kind of like psychedelic rock. Uh, that was really fun. And then I joined a band called Winter, which is um, an amazing band. It's my friend Samira Winter, and it's shoegaze, pop. Um, rock and I was in that band for a couple of years and uh, I would use pedals I it was my first experience using pedals and pedals were the bass yeah yeah because she you know she was really into her she was really into having uh, guitar pedals and um, she you know kind of encouraged me to start using them for my bass and that was a really good start for me to start using them for my guitar because I wasn't familiar with it. It was a little bit intimidating to me because um, I just didn't, you know, I wasn't knowledgeable on it. And, and it kind of like opened my mind to, to that whole world. It also made it more, it was more fun because there was more of a challenge. There's more you have to think about when you're on stage Yeah. and you're, I was singing and playing bass. And then, um, you know, it hit my drive pedal for one part of the song and then kick it off. And then I would use my delay pedal sometimes and I would uh, use a loop pedal sometimes and record stuff and kind of, you know, we'll we would have endings and um, transitions where we would um, put it in reverse or just kind of do whatever we wanted, just kind of jam and just come up with things on the spot. And that was a really, um, that was really fun. So these, these pedals, they help you kind of get creative. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then that kind of ran its course. You wanted to go on your own. Yeah. Yeah. I just had so, I just have so much inside of me and it, it's really scary. It's a really scary thing to do um, because, you know, all the attention is on. I, I'm a very anxious person and being in the spotlight, um, you know, everything's kind of weighing. I felt that everything weighed on me when I was, you know, when I had my own sort of project and there was more pressure in that sense. But um, also it feel it feels great to, to be singing your songs in front of a crowd and to have a band backing you up. And it's just, you know, there's nothing really like that, but. Tell me about um, the first time. When was the first time you fronted the band? It was probably, you know, I don't, I don't know years at this point, but it was probably five years ago, and I played at another local coffee shop in Riverside called Back to the Grind, which is pretty much the hub there. Um, we played there a lot as kids, so it was very comfortable, and it was very nice, but um, yeah, I was definitely very nervous. and Different than playing drums for your sister. Yeah, it's so different. Yeah. But you think worth it? Yeah, it's definitely worth it. You know, I there's so much inside of me that 
you know, and just like he- being able to hear all the instruments and write all of the the parts. And um, I feel like there's so much I have to to create still. And there's and en- I feel like there's endless, like just endless things that I that I can create and share with the world. And I'm still I'm just navigating that right now and trying to figure out how I can um, do my best to. Um, keep going and creating and not to have anxiety around it, not, you know, allow myself to be vulnerable because that's the most important thing about music is feeling that vulnerability from others. And, um, you know, you really feel a connection to that. So it's, and it's really healing on both ends. I feel like it's really healing for me to, to be able to, to give that. And you feel being a front woman, more possibilities than be a drummer one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour, 2020, no, June 20, 2020 edition of Waffle Beast. Mm-hmm. Show special guest Justine Brown. Hold tight for hour two. June 20, 2020, it's the second hour of the Wife for Pedro show. Sometimes I don't miss my home. When I'm out there on the road. Desert silence is so.
from Pivo Show. We start off the second hour with Easy Love. Wander Feeler. Was Easy Love always the name of your solo band? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, people go through different names. Right. So, yeah, sometimes like me, when it's uh, something where I'm doing all, you know, like uh, you said, all the parts, the, the shot caller, I'll use mm -hmm. my own name as part of the band name so you know who to blame. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, after yeah. that, we had uh, Chassons. Uh, that's uh, Howie. Uh, he's in France now. Can't get back in England. Scotland mm -hmm. with uh, Top Six. Uh, Fuzz Bat 2. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's Tof Six. Yeah, okay. I, I put both tiles. He gave me two tunes, and I think I put both tiles in the same fucking tune like an idiot. I got to fix that. Sorry, Howie. Uh, Acid Free from Dan Klukas, Jeb Bishop, Damon Smith. And there's Damon Smith again. And Matt Crane. Uh, Thick from Amarillo with Diaz for the devil. Next week, we got fucking Schizo Fuel's uh, guest. Visible Chains from the old days. That's got Carla Bozlich with Joey Eight. Salminio Youth, Kevin Woods on the bass. Crane's involved with that, but not Matt Crane. We'll hear a little bit of Crane in third hour. Iggy and Stooges, yes, dead rock star. This is live in Tokyo, 2004, Shibuya Axe. And finally, Golden Hour from Easy Love. What, what's your songwriting process, Justine? Do you make demos? Yeah, I make demos on my phone, actually, and it's really easy and convenient. I use an iRig sometimes if I want to plug my guitar in, but mostly I just use the mic on my phone and just plug my headphones in. And if I have an idea, I just kind of sing it out or I play it on my guitar. And uh, sometimes I'll loop it on the app. I'll, I'll play it to a metronome and then I'll sometimes I'll kind of loop it to arrange it in a certain way um, and to kind of jam along with it. And and then what from there? <clears throat> yeah, because you're thinking there, of the other parts, right, for the other band members. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So usually, I mean, I've only released I've only released one album, but usually uh, I will have complete recorded songs to give to the band, and so it'll be the demos first, and then I'll record the songs, and then uh, teach them to the band, and then release them. Um, so you're saying in between the phone period you take them to a four track or something like a, a garage band or something and add more stuff no uh no i do everything on my phone uh okay. before i go into the studio oh so you talk them through the part you don't actually play the ba uh, bass and the drum no i do i do yeah i play i play all the parts on garage band oh so not on the mm -hmm. although there is garage band now for on the, the phones, phone huh? on the phone yeah. yeah 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 it's all on the phone in fact you know i played something from uh barry burko right that tel aviv guy he gave me a whole album he did just on that garage yeah. bit. It's it's so um he, he used virtual instruments. Yeah. It's you know, it's it sounds great sometimes. Uh yeah, I, I mean it, it was it's pretty good. It was pretty good. It was a whole album, you know, it was a, a mm -hmm. whole world that he created without any other people, without any other devices, mm -hmm. any other instruments. And you could do that anywhere. Wow. You can you know, you could be And that's part traveling. of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it's not all bad new days, people. There's some technology that's Yeah, it's so accessible. Anyone can I feel like anyone can 
start a band and anyone can start creating music you know even if you're not a musician I feel like just um with what we have like the technology that we have these days it's um it's really inspiring to think about and um I hope that people realize how easy it is and that they can um start creating in that way you know now once you teach the the people in the band the parts because of the way they play do things kind of change a little bit to fit their personality yeah. Yeah, yeah um yeah definitely everyone has a different feel and even though it, it sprung out of your mind <clears throat> it develops mm -hmm. through their uh man or woman handling it mm -hmm. okay okay i want to play uh your smile here yeah okay <laughs> here we go <laughs>
I stand by my kitchen window, a soldier's trench on a busy street. I am dangerously sober a minute ago. I watch the stream pour by behind the bus stop by the corner. That is my vantage point. I, my, I view from my little kitchen window the sky in 1105 dominates, a ponderous two-story apartment building. I look up and try to see progress. The fresh air seeps in rather nicely. A steady day in the state of things. I have hugged my little fortress for 16 years, peered at an angle at many folks. It seems no one sees me with my little bush and chest-height advantage, a nice way to break in the day. I'm among the lower numbers on the block. In fact, 1105 is the lowest one. I'm at a crossroads. This is a mixed neighborhood. I love that. my place that is pointed upward, too.
Why, for Pedro Show. Yeah, that was your smile at the start of that chunk of music. Easy love. And, uh, okay, if that was always the name, where did it come from? It was my friend Michael Ray. He thought of it. So he just kind of brought it up one day. Why don't you just, why don't you call your band Easy Love? And, and I was like, wow, that's great. And nobody has that name. So. Okay. Thank you, I Michael. Just, I just kind of <laughs> took it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> right. It's kind of a borrowed thing, but you know, it, yeah, it's a good one. Joe Brewer with 1105 and me. September 3rd, 2011, improvised piece from Adriana De Los Santos and uh, Andrea Pisano and Emmy Miller and Ava Mendoza. She's an incredible guitar player, Ava. She's been on the show a couple times. Uh, Tripod, that's uh, via Grux up in the city. Tripod Jimmy, after that with New Spartans, Peter Lochner, Rock It Down, some Cleveland. Round Eye, brand new out of uh, Shanghai. Oh, these are low guys, they're uh, foreigner guys that live there. And they came to Pedro, and I produced this, actually. Billy Stevenson from Sons Mixed at Magaman. And then finally, uh, Easy Love with Forget About Love. So forget about hard love, forget about easy love, forget about love. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, do you like to talk about your songs? Or are you, because some people, hey, what? I already said it in the song. Why do I have to talk about the song? Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I'll let you talk about it. Okay, so have I asked you about that one? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, it's not that interesting. I was single and uh, just frustrated that I haven't, that I hadn't met, you know, someone because I felt lonely and just that's, you know, that's how it is when you always want what you don't have. So um, there was a moment during that time when I was single and just, um and I was dating around and just uh, nothing was really working out. And so just like, I'll just forget. Like, I just want to forget about this. It's too hard. Like getting your heart broken and um, breaking other people's hearts. And um, it's a lot of uh, emotional toil that you have to go through. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of what where that song came from. Now, the words and the connect to the music, like, for example, what comes first with you? For me, it's the, the melodies. Sometimes, sometimes the words will come with the melodies, but it's mostly, mostly the, um, yeah, mostly I'll think of the vocal melody and guitar chords for a verse. And sometimes I'll hear a chorus really soon after. And that's kind of just like the basis where I, where I, where I build and I build up from there. And titles last? Yeah. Titles last. So, no, (laughs) always. No, so many people I talk to, I ask about that because with what, I have to start with titles or I have no fucking oh, focus. <laughs> yeah, wow. nobody, nobody uh, I know does that. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like when I'm when I'm make, when I'm like mastering the album. They're like, we need a title for this song. I'm like, oh, okay, um, let me think of something. <laughs> let me okay. come up with something. But it's also, I feel that it's also important. So I take it seriously when I. And do you compose on the guitar mostly? Yeah, mostly on guitar. Mm-hmm. Have you ever composed on bass? Yeah. I have never started a song on bass. Because that's about 90% of my songs. <laughs> yeah. I, I need to, I've been, you know, I always tell myself I need to experiment. I need to start. I've started songs, I think, on drums. Yeah, but... I was going to say, if you really want to 
mm-hmm. experiment, compose on a drum set. Mm-hmm. You know, Chico Hamilton in the 60s uh, tried to get songwriter. They said song- the drummers can't get songwriter credits. Oh, wow. In those yeah. days. That's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. I- I'm always interested in the process because songs are such a trip, you know? You, you, mm-hmm. It's sort of like writing, right? There's only so many words. But you can still be very original without inventing one new word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, Say, it's, it's endless. Endless right, possibilities. Right. Possibilities. Yeah. It's overwhelming sometimes. And then sometimes you just sit there and you're like, there's too much I can do. So, like, I'm not going to do it. I, I can't even do anything right now. It's just, you know, that's I get into that. You know when sometimes. you cook pasta? Mm-hmm. Then... What's that called? The colander? Mm-hmm. You got to strain it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. It's simplifying. It's all about simplifying and getting to the core of the song, what's most important. You don't want to add too many frills. No, but, but you know I've been doing a lot of cooking, right, because we're in quarantino mode. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And this thing about reducing, right, if you got too much water, you want the gravy to get thicker, you cook it more, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> cook the yeah. water out, right? You get it thicker. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's We're at the too. end of the second hour of June 20, 2020. Special guest, Justine Brown. Hold tight for hour three. June 20, 2020. It's trippy to say that. It's the third hour of the Walk from Pedro show. When you first met me, I was so impressing. You were down at my feet. Smoking cigarettes to think I was along for the ride Expectations set aside I knew you were the cool type I tried not to get too high
Kind of sinner 
change We broke this cold, cold season Yeah, these rambling ways of farm set me free Yeah, these rambling ways of farm set me free Yeah, the devil's ways of hardly set me free Set me free, set me free, set me free Set me free, set me free, set me free
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the third hour with uh, Easy Love doing Cool Type. Cool Type. Uh, not like typing at the typewriter, right? No. <laughs> more, more like the noun, not, not the like verb. A font, not like a font. <laughs> or not, not, um, not the verb, the noun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's about a guy that um, I would consider a cool, a cool guy, like attractive. Um, Steve McQueen. Yeah, just like very cool. Like you want to get to know them, and um, you know, I ended up in a short relationship with this person, and uh, didn't work out. I was. Um, I was sort of dumped, but like more, more ghosted. It's, that's more of a, a thing these days. People don't really want to be honest and just tell you like, Hey, this isn't working out. Um, and so that you're kind of left hanging. You're like, Oh, maybe there's still a chance with this person. I, you know, I really have so much fun with them. And Oh, so you're like, you're dangling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's frustrating. Yes. And you want, you know, you need, you need to tell people straight up, Hey, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, this isn't working out. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't date anymore. I don't know why people can't just say that. Um, so I was frustrated and I wrote this song while I was on tour. I had just gotten off the phone with him. Oh, is, it uh, easy? is it easy to write on tour? For me, it's impossible. It's not that easy. Uh, I, I do a little bit of it. Um, I remember in this instance, I just like had so much feeling and I was alone and I, I had, you know, I, so I just got in the car and just played my guitar and just recorded a little idea. And um, that became this song, which is my favorite song in the album. Ah, it's uh, a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. And then we heard a hysteria from Ill. These ladies in uh, England gave me their four woman quartet. Then jump to delusions by symbolic romance. That's got Crane, uh, Board of Education by Born Shitsters out of Fukuoka. I mean, Mad Wasif with Rainbows, and then Black Moon Tape. This is a Nomad Eel, the label here, Pedro. The writer, No Brains, No Balls from Zigzags. Set Me Free, Scott H. Burham. That's not Nomad Eel, right? And then finally, Easy Love with Leave Me. That sounds like a request, too. Mm, yeah, this is about the same person, actually. <laughs> ah, so I oh, you picked the sequence, so <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm, yeah. Um, so kind of a bookend, bookends. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting. What about sweatpants? Oh yeah, because um, that that's, a, that's the next I one wrote, I want to play. Or, or I you wrote, want me to play? I wrote this with my roommates during quarantine, during the beginning of quarantine. And ah, so, so kind of a diary entry. Yeah.
We awake in that moment I first saw you, I see you again. Your fingers folding and unfolding in mine, secretly whispering, embracing, laughing, our skin tingling. A glimpse of freckles in the ocean's eyes twinkling. A memory pale and graceful as a ghost. Along the banks we stroll, wandering, lost, into an unending forest. Engulfed in darkness, we feel our way blind, trusting each other as brief shadows, twined in an unknown purpose. Oh child, sweet, ephemeral child. of underground mug shots. Let me tell you, I was there. <laughs> I had to flatter him. Yeah, I had to flatter him. I had to flatter him. With crazy questions, crazy questions pulled out of my dirty Johnny Thunder's wig, right? Mm-hmm. 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 
dirty, 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 dirty Johnny Thunder, Johnny Thunders, Johnny Thunders wig, huh? So he would not leave early. Yeah, I pulled him out of the Johnny Thunders wig so Taylor would not cut out early. He said, ooh, I like you. You're more like it. We leaned into each other on the couch. We leaned into each other on the couch. We locked the others. We locked the others. We locked the others out. They all got close and quiet in that red and black and black and red Manhattan apartment. didn't pay a call. The Ramones' first album cover photo proof was framed and begging the wall to keep cool. Keep cool. The Ramones' first album cover photo proof was framed and begging the wall to keep cool. The great mead started playing Pockets Pool. The great Mead, Taylor that is, started playing Pocket Pool with his rigor mortis cat in mind. 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 Bored to death by the truck stop wind chimes hanging from a lamp. Hanging from a lamp, dragged all the way from W dash S comma N C. Yeah, he was bored to death by truck stop wind chimes that were hanging from a lamp that was dragged all the way from W S N C. and morose as a lipstick dog spot in the lineup straddling the dead sea yes hip and morose as a lipstick dog spot in the lineup the lineup that was straddling 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 Straddling, 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 straddling the Dead Sea. In droll disbelief, 
of our present company, we openly discussed jumping out a window eventually. Yeah, in droll disbelief of our present company, Taylor and I openly discussed jumping out the window eventually, if only to escape the lackluster parade of identity. Yeah, if only to escape the lackluster parade of identity. Yeah, if only to escape the lackluster parade of identity. If only to escape, if only to escape the lackluster parade of identity when you escape the lackluster parade of identity identity when you escape the fucking lackluster parade of identity this is what it sounds like
Alfred Pedro Show, last music for this uh, edition. You just heard Fucked Up. Before that was Lackluster Parade Identity from Old Man Fuck You out of Knoxville. Uh, Poor Luther's Bones. That's Garth and his boy, Alex. Elixir. Before that, Zola Jesus. Upstate uh, Wisconsin Tower. And we started off with sweatpants. And Justine was enlightening me the fact that was written during this quit and quarantino mode. Where they're all living together, and, and the drums are set up in the living room. Why not? She says she don't collaborate much, but with this one she did. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, Justine, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, you can find me at easylovemusic.com or Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Well, you the probably most. got you probably got links at your own site to all those other telephone posts yeah. where you put flyers. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and, and uh, what what about fucked up? Let's talk about that one. Yeah, that one I recorded uh, entirely on my phone through through GarageBand using an iRig. And not demo. I mean, this is the actual baby, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's um, the actual song. But I yeah, I just. Uh, I didn't actually go to a studio to make that one. And um, I mastered it using a website called Lander, L-A-N-D-R. And it's pretty it's pretty awesome because you can just master any of your songs for $6, 6 or $10. And just I wanted to get the levels right so that people can listen comfortably. And um, yeah, this one was um, just another frustration with, with – uh, you know, relationships with a relationship that I had with someone. <laughs> That's the um, the core of my songwriting during those last couple of years. It's, yeah, I was uh, going to say maybe <laughs> just because it, it sounds like there's a common theme going through this, uh-huh, right? But maybe yeah. that's just this part of the journey. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Maybe future, my... yeah, maybe future records won't be like that. Oh yeah, yeah. My the future. I feel like for my future, it's going to be. Um, uh, I'm in a steady relationship now, so it's going to be focused more on, I want to focus more on the world and what's happening around me, not so much of uh, my own, you know, um, uh, trivial kind of, um, you know, uh, I want to make more of an impact. I want to get, I want to be more brave about uh, speaking up about injustices and, you know, you know, I don't want to be so shy about that because, um I think it's it's a scary thing to do, but it's also really important. It's a scary thing to try to express because you don't want to express it in the wrong way. You don't want to um, offend anyone. You don't have you don't have the, the same you know horrible experiences that other people have. And um, I really just want to open myself up more to um, to that instead of you know just writing. I was writing a lot about relationships. And uh, which is good. It was a part of my life. I was traveling a lot. So um, I also felt like this freedom from touring. And that was that was a different part of my life. I was sort of just going with the flow. And I wasn't really focused on myself and my goals and what I want to do um, for myself, which it was, you know, I was I was doing a lot for myself. I was experiencing these amazing um you know, places and people and learning a lot. So it definitely was a journey that I needed to have to 
get to this point where now I'm ready to start the journey to, um, you know, empower myself. You know, I was learning from all these other people. Well, earlier I was asking you about your process of songwriting and mm -hmm. talking about the words and the music. And you were telling me kind of the music was more important or they came yeah. first. But uh -huh. now, now you're thinking more about words? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point, I guess. Um, for me, music has always been powerful in a sense where you don't have to, you don't have to always listen to the words, but, but when you do actually listen and they speak to you, it has kind of a bigger impact. So, um, maybe you get, uh, when, you know, when you hear like a powerful piece of poetry, um, it's a different way to be inspired. And I kind of just want to explore these other ways of expressing myself and, and though the music part will, it'll always be a part of me. Um, just, just creating melodies is, uh, is so healing on its own, but I feel like it can get to another level if I, if I incorporate more, um, you know, work on the, the lyrics a little more. Have you ever had the experience of getting the words wrong? You heard somebody sing words and you got them, you found out later you, you weren't hearing the right word. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you still dug it. Oh yeah. For yeah. example, when I was uh, more younger, uh, Purple Haze, right, Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Mm-hmm. I found out that's not what he said. It was, he kissed the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Credence, too. Uh, you know, Bad Moon Rising. Hey, the bathroom's on the right. No, uh -huh. it's bad... Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. It's so funny how you like, like when I was younger and um, I was really into Bjork, and there's a song she has. It's called Cocoon, I think. And I think it references like a sexual encounter. But when I was listening to it, I didn't pick that up. And I think the lyric was like, he's still inside me or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, like inside my head. And like, I, I think I posted it to my MySpace or something. And my friend's like, you know, that's about sex, right? And I was like, so embarrassed. I was like, oh, my God. Oh you my thought God, it was about so uh, caterpillars and pupils, and, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, oh that, that's the amazing thing about uh, words. They can have layers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can connect. Um, you know, as a child listening to music, you don't know what they're saying, but you... You can still groove to the song and it, it, it gets you moving and, you know, heals you um, no matter what, you know, what, no matter what they're saying. So sure. it's very powerful. There's some, yeah, there's something about putting the two together, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Justine, it has been a great honor to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for your ne next record, the, uh, the <laughs> one that's more outside with its words. <laughs> yeah. But this is a I great mean, one, too, though. This yeah, thank you too. so much. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love how this one came out. I'm, yeah, I'm really I, stoked on it. I'm so excited to share. Um, it's coming out on July 11, uh, 10th. Right now, I want to Evan Taylor for the connect because uh, that's mm -hmm. righteous. He's a great drummer, man. Uh, so keep on keeping on, okay? Yeah, thank you. You Can't too. Wait. Thanks okay. so much for having me. Okay, people, June 20, 2020 edition of Waffle Pino <laughs> Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>